With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Well, it's my great pleasure to welcome into the podcast this week. It's the two-division world champion, one of the best fighters in boxing. It is Shakur Stevenson. Shakur, thank you very much for doing this, and welcome to our show. What's good, Dan? What's good? Everything good? Everything's good with me also. Thank you so much. So you're, uh, you're, you're out in Vegas right now training. You have a very significant fight coming up. You're looking to win a world title in a third weight class going for the vacant WBC lightweight title uh, November 16th. It's the ESPN main event at the T-Mobile Arena. You're taking on Edwin De Los Santos. It took a while to get your opponent, but you finally got one. And uh, my first question for you is, uh, as I mentioned, you're going to go for your title, for a title in a third weight class. You've been a champion at featherweight. You've been a unified champion in the junior lightweight division. Uh, you're only 26 years old. You're obviously creating all kinds of uh, legacy for yourself. What would it mean to you to become a three-division champion, especially at such a young age in this sport? I think that it would mean a lot for me to become a three-division world champion. Um, I think that you definitely got to put me higher up on the pound-for-pound list. Um, just be just winning titles in every weight class that I'm just going to and dominating. Um, I think that that's gonna put me higher up on the list, or well, higher up on the list. You know, I think you. I mean, I have you on my pound for pound list for sure. But you're 20, you know, with 10 knockouts, and you mentioned about winning titles and and doing so, uh, you know, pretty easily, I guess. Do you feel like through your first 20 fights that you've had any opponents that have really given you? a difficult fight? Because when I look at your resume, I see your best opponents. I think of guys like Oscar Valdez, Jamel Herring, Robson Concesau, uh and Nakatia, Joette Gonzalez. I mean, these are probably the best guys you faced off the top of my head. You beat every single one of them very, very easily. Has anybody given you competition in your mind? Nah, ain't nobody giving me no competition in a fight yet, but that's not uh, to take away from no fighter. I think that they all are really good fighters, but I think that I was just uh, levels above them, so um, no, nah, I don't think that nobody really uh, gave me a real competition yet. You became the mandatory challenger for this title with your victory over Yoshino back in April. That was Devin Haney. You know, he was undisputed at that time. Did you think back then that Haney would fight you? And if not, are you at all disappointed that he decided to instead you know, he's pursuing the, the WBC title at the junior welterweight division against Regis Progray in December. Did you think he would fight you, and are you disappointed with that he didn't? Yeah, I thought that he would just because he was calling in and doing all the things that he was doing before, I mean, after my fight. So, um, 
Yeah, I thought I thought that he would, but I think deep down inside, I knew that he wasn't ready to line it up with me. Understood. I mean, he is going, like you mentioned, you're going for your history for a third weight class. I guess he looks at it like he's going for his own in a second weight class, having been undisputed in his weight division, now moving up. Do you, do you sort of see the reasons, even if you would have liked to fight him? I mean, I think he just knew. He knew uh, when I got there, it was time to go up and wait. Um, I think that fighting me would have been like a really big risk for him and um Coming off of the fight that he just had with Lomachenko, I think his confidence was really low. So uh, he tried to like play around and play little social media games. <laughs> but truthfully, uh, I don't think like deep down he wanted to get in the, in the ring with me. Well, once he vacated and went, you know, made the decision to go up and pursue uh, the Regis Progray fight. The WBC went through its process. The title was vacant, so they just go down the line. You were number one contender from your victory over Yoshina, as I mentioned. Uh, Lomachenko could have been the opponent. He opted not to fight you and take the rest of the year off. Then they went to uh, the Pitbull Cruz. He turned it down. Everybody kind of thinks that he's headed to a rematch with Tank Davis in the early part of next year. Uh, what did you think about those two guys not fighting you, especially Lomachenko, which seemed like it would have been a, a super interesting fight, a fight that could have been made. You're both with the same promoter. A lot of people thought he deserved the victory against Haney. Um, I, I, I was really disappointed in the fact that he didn't want to fight me. Um, from what I heard, he had got offered the most money in his career. Mm. Um, he's at the tail end of his career right now, so I didn't get the point of not fighting me. I didn't see why not. Um, only thing that I could think of is he know that I'm the truth, too, and uh, he know that it would have been a hard task. But um, with Pitbull Cruz, he already shown several times that he got no interest in getting in the ring with me. Um, I think that his dad and his team is kind of scared. Uh, I think that they don't really want to do that to themselves. It may have something to do with the fact that maybe he can make a bit more money against uh, Tank Davis in the rematch, but understand, I, dis- I understand your point of view. I, dis- I disagree with that because uh, he was offered that before the rematch came into play. Okay. Well, the, the rematch, this is not the first time. Uh, my last fight at Yoshi, with Yoshino, that was my uh, first fight at 135. He was offered that fight. Already. Okay. Well, once those two guys decided they were out of the situation, then they went to Frank Martin, who was next in line, the undefeated fighter who was aligned with Errol Spence, with PBC, TGB, TGB Promotions. And they actually made a deal with Top Rank to do the fight. Looked like it was on. The purse bid was canceled by the WBC. And then suddenly he decided not to take it, not for reasons that had anything to do with Team Shakur Stevenson or Top Rank, but his own internal whatever was going on with his people. Uh, I saw you guys go back and forth about it. I mean, some would say he just flat out ducked you. What's your thoughts about his, uh, you know, he said he would do the fight and then he didn't do the fight after they made a deal. Uh, I agree with the people that said he just flat out ducked me. Um, like I said with him, he was, he, he was offered the fight. He said yes. Clearly somebody on his team uh, wanted the fight. They wasn't scared for the fight to happen. Or whoever accepted the fight wasn't scared. So, um, man, I think I think that dude got cold feet. I done DM'd that dude and had a conversation with him, man. That dude was telling me a whole bunch of rumors that he heard and not speaking no factual information, but I told him the facts of the fight. I told him how much the fight um, was going to generate, um, what the numbers was, and I explained to him. And um, the fact is, he was offered 
quadruple more than he ever made in his career. So um, if he want to sit there and act like it wasn't a duck, uh, that's the biggest lie in the world. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So tell me if you think that this is accurate. I think about it like this. You got a chance to make the most money you ever made. No question. You have a chance to become the WBC lightweight world champion, something that boxers covet as soon as they uh, think they want to become a professional fighter to win a world championship. And if you go in the ring and you acquit yourself in a solid manner, even if you lose, especially to a talented fighter like Shakur Stevenson, it's not like your career is over. Meanwhile, he turns it down, has nothing scheduled that I'm aware of, nothing even in the rumor mill about something, and he may sit out the rest of the year and not make a paycheck. Uh, does that seem kind of crazy to you? Yeah, it seemed crazy to me because not only that, um, the numbers that he fight in front of, uh, the crowds that i seen him fight in front of is like little small crowds. Uh, he never been on like a bigger stage and been involved in, in a big event. And him being in the ring with me would have been like the biggest event um, that he ever been involved in. Uh, I can't see why somebody would turn that down unless uh, they knew like, okay, I'm going to lose. So I think that's what he really was thinking. Well, De Los Santos manned up and he took the fight. Uh, I've seen him fight a few times. He's got a couple solid wins in a row on his record. He's got the nice knockout against Jose Valenzuela, who was undefeated, was considered a, a rising prospect, a rising kind of contender. He has that win over Adorno by decision. Uh, what, do you, what is your perspective on De Los Santos' abilities and, and, uh, and just the fact that he took the fight? And I am on record saying I think it's an easy fight for Shakur Stevenson, to be honest with you. If you come to the ring... Uh, the way you typically do. And I'm not just kissing your rear end because we're doing an interview. Uh, nah, I, I, I think that De Los Santos is a, a great fighter. Um, I can't take nothing away from De, De Los Santos. Uh, from the little bit of film that I did see on him as far as, uh, I think I watched his fight with Joseph Adorno. Okay. And, and I seen his fight with uh, Vena, whatever his name is. Valenzuela. Um, yeah, yeah. That guy, I think that, um, he performed good. I mean, he's a, a boxer puncher. He got great movement, and I think that he uh, possesses um, a more difficult task than uh, the public I see. So um, we'll see, though. Yeah, we will see. Uh, one thing that intrigues me about the card, besides just seeing uh, you guys in the ring for the title in the main event, was your co-feature on that show is uh, the WBO's junior lightweight champion, uh, Emmanuel Navarrete, a, a, a title that you once had. Uh, he's going to He's already won titles in three-way classes. His opponent that night, he's defending against Robson Kotsasau, a guy who you very easily defeated uh, not that long ago. Uh, it seems pretty obvious to me and anybody that pays attention to such things that top ranks laying the groundwork for who they think will be the WBC lightweight champion, Shakur Stevenson, to eventually take on uh, Emmanuel Navarrete when he moves up to lightweight. Is that something that interests you? And Am I on the right path there? Oh, yeah, it definitely interests me. Uh, I think a lot of people think that this dude is a 
boogeyman and he's a he's a hell of a strong fighter that they uh think that he is and he's knocking out guys and beating up guys quote unquote worse than me. Right. Um, which I disagree with. Like <laughs> if you really go pay attention, uh them guys is winning rounds with him and uh it's a lot of um with me they was losing out a lot of them rounds. So uh honestly uh yeah uh, I'm definitely down for it. Uh we both gotta get past the tags that we got in front of us come November 16th, um, he got a good fighter in Rob- Robson Consiste style in front of him, and I got a good fighter in Edwin De Los Santos. So, um, honestly, I think that we, we just got to stay focused, and uh, the fight should happen next. When you're getting ready for your fight that night, you're going to be peeking out on the TV screen in your dressing room, checking out what he's doing? No, nah, I ain't going to be checking it out. I've already seen him fight several times. Uh, it's the same shit, awkward, <laughs> uh, strong, and, and slow. Slow as fuck, though. <laughs> I had somebody suggest to me when that fight, when, when he was put on your card, uh, and it seemed clear that the that the plan moving ahead as long as everybody wins uh, between you two guys on the 16th, that that it reminded them the matchup between yourself and Navarrete as what might be this era's version, if you will, of a top-ranked fight from years ago, style-wise anyway, when Floyd Mayweather uh, fought Jose Luis Castillo you know, it was a, a brawling kind of uh, Mexican fighter with a, a good reputation and, a, and a, a fun style to watch against a really technically skilled uh, black American boxer who had all kinds of talent. Do, do you kind of see where they're coming from? Do you see that at all? Hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. I think Castillo was more uh, defensively sound and more tighter than uh, Navarrete. Navarrete is uh, reckless, awkward, wild, um... Nah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that's a similar fight or a similar um, to compare that to uh, me and Arate. Nah. Okay, that's fair. I, I just wanted to wrap up with this. I, I know that this fight is kind of on an, unu- an unusual night. It's a Thursday night, uh, not the normal Saturday night for the major main events. And the reason, obviously, is because of everything that's happening that week in Las Vegas. They have a huge event with the Formula One race, and they've got other activities around it. Your boxing match being one of them. Do you have any thoughts about? Uh, Fighting uh, like on that on a, what is a huge week for this city, and also you know your first time in a main event at a place like the T-Mobile Arena, which is the premier venue in Las Vegas at the moment for boxing. Uh, nah, um, I'm just focused. I'm ready. I'm ready to put on the show. Um, I, I'm I'm glad that I'm getting the chance to fight on the big stage. Um, I'm appreciative of uh, top rank. I'm appreciative of everybody that set this event up. And uh, I can't wait to show out. I can't wait to watch you show out. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today about it all, and uh, I look forward to watching you fight. Shakur, very good luck in the fight coming up November 16th. Gotcha.